For this child, I cried. I know that's not an expression that you normally hear or normally see printed on the wall prints that are sometimes hung in children's bedrooms, but if you have ever known a child, chances are there are times that you have shed tears, where your eyes have become filled with tears. Um, at some point, uh, maybe it's when um, they are hurting, maybe it's a skin knee and they're crying uncontrollably, maybe it's when they come home from school and a friend has just said something or been mean to them or excluded them, or maybe it's when someone just broke their heart or they just lost the job that they thought was going to be um, the best job of their entire career and your heart breaks right along with them. And, and there's nothing that you can do. You can't fix it, you can't take away their pain, but it causes you to cry right along with them. Maybe you find yourself tearing up at those times in your life where you are so worried or afraid for them, or, or maybe not even uh, because of who they are, but you're, you're worried about um, this world that we live in, or the things that could happen, that might happen, that maybe never will, but there's still possibilities. Maybe you worry about whether or not you have taught them everything that they need to know in life. Maybe you worry about um, whether or not they're going to be able to withstand peer pressure, and whether or not they're going to be able to make good choices, and whether or not they're going to be able to find their path, their way in life where um, they can they can live their best and live who they are and be happy and be healthy. Maybe you worry about all of those big things and it causes you to cry. Maybe you find yourself crying for a child when they're pulling away. Maybe it's when they're young and they're trying to like gain their independence and, and their strength and their determination and they're telling you no and they're doing it in the front of the grocery store with everyone in earshot and they're making a big fuss. And then it's on you to try and discipline them or try and you know gently help them in the midst of their breakdown or Maybe it's when they start getting a little bit older and they're trying to figure out who they are and they're trying to maybe pull away just a little bit to have some independence, to be able to do things on their own, make decisions, think things on their own, and it feels like you're losing them. Maybe it's when they're pulling away to be who they have been created to be. And it's a little scary because you feel like you're gonna lose them. Well, that's where we pick up in today's story. You don't hear it, but you have to imagine that Mary, once she figures out that Jesus is not in the crowds as they're all kind of making their way back home, that she has that moment of panic and fear of, wow, what could have happened? Where could he be? What if something terribly awful happened to Jesus? And 
sides. God knows where he is. He could be a thousand places right now. And you have to imagine that tears were welling up into her eyes too. I thought we would go off of our lectionary, our three-year cycle of Bible readings for worship, because this past week at church we had Vacation Bible School, VBS, and so this was one of the stories that all of our kids and our adults heard throughout the week. It's one of the few stories in the Gospels that we hear about Jesus when he was a young person, probably around 12 years of age, as he went to the yearly festival of the Passover in Jerusalem, along with everybody else as they made their way. And you hear about how he's at that time in his life where he too may begin to be pulling away just a little bit, independent and already very sure and certain of who he is and what his purpose and what his life work will be. And there's no time to waste. Okay? And so you hear some of Jesus's defiance and that indignation in his voice. And you might even think to yourself, I can't even believe that this is in the scriptures. Jesus, you talk to your own mother and father like this? Oh. And Jesus is like, what? Why would you expect that I would be in my father's house? And yet, he can't quite hear the worry in their voices. We have been searching for you everywhere. Why didn't you tell us? Why, why did you just like stay behind? And then eventually Mary and Joseph are able to see something a little bit more deeply. Maybe after they get all uh, like beyond that like fear and beyond that anger that maybe rose up and went they they look at Jesus and he's not just a little baby anymore. He's not just like this helpless infant that needed to be fed and held and cared for and protected. He is the Son of God and he is wise and he is articulate and he is able to teach the teachers. And he is able to listen and comprehend and learn and understand and maybe even question and debate that with them. And he may be able to see much more of who God is than any of them, than any of us can even begin to comprehend. And you have to imagine that Mary began to see that in that moment. And it filled her with this amazement, and it filled her with this awe as she looked at him, and she looked at who he had now become. Right in a blink of an eye, had grown up into the young man that he was. And she treasured all of these things in her. And you have to imagine that there were some tears that welled up in her eyes. Tears maybe of joy, tears maybe of gratitude to God, tears maybe of hopefulness for what God 
was going to now do in and through him and a part of him. And you have to imagine that there were some tears that welled up in her eyes because of all that had been. Of all of these moments that she had loved Jesus through, that she had been there loving him so strongly through all of it. And maybe now a little bit of fear, too, of what it was going to mean, of how in the world she would ever be able to fully let him go. Because she knew he wasn't going to stay in Nazareth forever. He knew that she knew that his was a purpose far beyond growing up and having a family and being a carpenter. And there was no way to control what was going to happen, but simply to trust God and to treasure all of these things that she saw happening and unfolding before her eyes in her very own sight. For this child, I cry and pray, I'm sure, a whole lot of nights and days along the way. This past week at Vacation Bible School, there were so many amazing, amazing moments. Sometimes we talk about how we wish we could just like capture it all and bottle it up, capture all this energy and joy and enthusiasm and love for God and Jesus and the way that it comes out in our songs that we learn and in the way that we get to experience learning about the Bible together and the way that we get to do things that serve one another, that help our partners, that help um, you know, people who are kind of at moments where they don't have a place to stay and needing a place to help them get back on their feet in a safe and protected way and how good it is to be able to keep on working so that hopefully at some point there's no need. There's no need for homes like that anymore because there, there's always a place that people are, are able to be welcomed and then get on their feet so that they don't have to be alone without a place to stay. But we're not quite there yet, and so we have more work to do. And it, at Vacation Bible School, it's good just to be able to kind of talk about those things together, and, and it's good to be able to see how kids who have been a part of Vacation Bible School come back to be crew leaders, to be the ones helping all of our younger kids through all of our sites, and um, how they get to pass on the things that they have learned and experienced, and a little part of their faith and love for Jesus. And it's so, so amazing to have all of these adults um, a part of it as well. Um, because if it wasn't for all of them, there would be no vacation Bible school. It's one of, those, one of those weeks out of the whole year where it's a good reminder uh, to me as to why I do what I do. Because it's so, so amazing to be able to see people of all ages coming together to be able to learn and love and serve and give thanks to God. 
that for sure is something we have to carry with us always. Hopefully we can bring it to all of you in just a little bit of a way so that it can fill you and give you strength and um, help you with all that lies ahead, especially those times in which you find yourself welling up with tears. Because maybe you, you remember that in all the journeys that we travel in life, the road isn't always so easy. And there are times when all of a sudden we look around and we realize something's not right. We're missing something. And we have so much that we are afraid of or worried about that we are filled with fear about. And if we are in those moments all by ourselves, it would be 10 times harder. But the good news is that we're not. Because any traveling that we do, any journey that we take, whatever our spiritual life looks like, as we go through the highs and the valleys, we also know that this Jesus of ours is one who unites us and connects us in such a way that we're all traveling this road of life together, trying to figure it all out, trying to do our best to live as Jesus taught us. Not always getting it right, but we keep on encouraging one another, we keep on picking each other up, we keep on working to keep on following what Jesus taught us. And when, whenever we find ourselves in those hard places, we do well to remember that we aren't alone. No matter what it feels like, no matter how bad it is, all we have to do is we have to open our eyes and look around and see that God is with us. And the people around us, our traveling companions, may that be so for you this day and always. And may you be a good traveling companion to those who are looking to you. And if you find yourself this day looking back at how you have come to be the person of faith that you are. Maybe you can give thanks for all those people that you have traveled with along the way and along the years who have helped you to get to see and to know and to love Jesus like you do. Thanks be to God. And maybe as you look around at people that you know that are, are new or young, just starting out in the faith, who are trying to figure out who they are and trying to figure out this crazy life of ours and what it all means and how to live and who to keep our eyes on, maybe there's something that you can share with them. Because when we keep our eyes on Jesus, we are always better for what lies ahead. Amen.